Hello and welcome to the Rams Writer Podcast. I'm your host Simon and it's the second one I've done this week. So today it's a reaction podcast. The Binney brothers pull out of the administration process and some eerily truths from Wayne Rooney's press conference. So then today uh, the Binney brothers uh, who have been in discussions with to buy Derby County pre-administration um, they've been in for a while. Um, I've well, I'd, I said pulled out, but they've actually been told by the administrators that their bid isn't good enough, uh, and unless they raise their bid, they they won't do. They won't be talking to them. Uh, I tried to get comment from Adam Binney. Uh, I sent him a message this afternoon when I heard the news, and he just basically put the administrators won't talk to us. Um, there's nothing we can do now, and I, I know he's very frustrated. Um, he's been a bit frustrated through the whole process, to be honest. Doesn't seem like things are going very sort of swimmingly at all. Things a lot of difficult hurdles to get over, get through. Um, but he he spoke to uh, BBC Sport, uh, yeah, BBC Sport reporter Simon Stone earlier, and he said the following: "says We increased our offer from twenty eight million to thirty million for Derby as a whole. Uh, so that was the stadium and the club." Uh, we had many discussions with the administrators and had been working behind the scenes to purchase the club since June. We made many attempts and had worked incredibly hard to buy the club. The administrators gave us a response that they no longer wished to speak to us unless we increase our offer. It is thought Quantuma is still looking for around £50 million, and that would be for the club and the stadium. Um, and the Benny family do not believe... The financial state of the club warrants such an expenditure. Given more is now needed to be spent on Wayne Rooney's depleted squad. Um, in addition, the club currently third from bottom in the table, five points behind fourth bottom. Reading have played a game more, would face a reduction of five million pounds in central payments from the English Football League if they were relegated. Uh, it goes on to say that former Mike Ashley, uh, former Newcastle owner Mike Ashley, and a consortium headed by former Derby chairman Andy Appleby have also been heavily linked from the club. But it is not known whether they are still active. But the day- latest development is bound to be a massive concern to fans who have long feared for the future of one of England's oldest clubs. Um, Wayne Rooney's team and the Derby fans have been a credit to this great football club and do not deserve the suffering that has been imposed on them, Binny added. They are not responsible for the issues of the past. The wrong people are being punished. So yeah, um, it looks like we the the administrators want fifty million for the club. Uh, that's the club and the stadium. And is 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 that asking too much? Is it? Because the way I see it is, and they mentioned it there, and I'd already I'd thought of it as well is. This team has, what, five, six fully contracted players next season. Um, so we're going to have to, a new owner is going to have to come in and he's going to have to spend an awful lot of money rebuilding this squad. And I think that anybody, anyone that thinks a club is worth more than the 30 million that they're asking for. Um, my it, it is 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 crazy. Um, I I I think as well in the report it did say that if the thirty million was accepted, um, then it would mean a fifteen point deduction next season, um, which I guess is something that we might have to think about taking. 
if we stay up in the championship and get this season and get minus 15 points, fair enough. You think, okay, we'll, we'll probably end up in League One next season unless we can perform another miracle. Um, and obviously, again, it depends on who owns the club, what sort of transfers we can bring in. Are we still under an embargo? Because I think you're under an embargo for two years. Uh, when you enter administration, but I don't know if that can be negotiated. Um, and again, it will depend on what creditors have been paid, etc. And paying thirty million, it means that they won't be paid in full. So it, likelihood will be we'd still be under an embargo. So it's a very difficult decision to make. Of course, if somebody rocked up and said, "Here's fifty million," um, then yeah, you can understand that. But at the moment, at this moment in time, we don't know if there is another bidder at the table. Nothing's been confirmed in writing. Nothing's been confirmed um, by uh, any sort of press conferences or anything like that. Nothing. We we just don't know, and it, it's it's concerning. Um, I've, I've seen another snippet on Twitter. I think it was where the bidders have said, as far as they're aware, there is no other bidders at the table. It it is just them that have submitted a formal offer, a formal bid. So it it has given me some concerns and they are right. I like that last paragraph and this is what they were like with me when I, I had a phone conversation with them oof, back, uh, I think it was January time. I had a phone conversation with Adam uh, and Colin Binney, his brother. Um, and they said that, you know, we the fans should not be the ones being punished. It shouldn't be them should be the people that are responsible for this. And that's Mel Morris. At the end of the day, it is. He's the one who's wrote, you know, put brought the debt up to what it is. He's the one who's then gone, I'm not going to pay HMRC. Um, he's the one who's then gone, I'm going to put the club in administration. Yet he's able to walk away and he's got a, he's got a stadium under his belt that he's, you know, it's, it's got loans against it, but he still owns that stadium. He's not paying back them loans. Somebody, a new owner has got to come in and buy the stadium off him for the amount of the MSD loan. So it, for me, it's getting to the point now where actually Mel Morris has got to be the person that comes in and say, no, don't worry about it, I'll pay the loans. He's, he's got to gift the stadium back to the club, back to the fans. That's who he's, Well, that's what he's got to do. That, that's the way I see it at the moment. It's it's a very scary thought that this club could potentially be liquidated, you know. And I I never thought from you know from my first game in what ninety three ninety four that you know 50, twenty odd years later this this club would be non existent. But that that's the way it, where it feels like it's going now. The consumer might might be playing games here. They might be trying to force them to come back in with another bid. They might be saying, "Well, we've got someone that's bid bid higher than you." That that's what they might be doing. So they come back with with a with a bigger bid. But at the end of the day, if the the bin is you've got to look at it, and you've got to look at it as well from any potential new owner's point of view. They're going to look at this as a business that's in dire straits. A distressed business, that's the word I'm looking for. They're going to look at it as a distressed business. And you don't get full value for them. You don't get full whack. You get what that, that person thinks it's worth. So to pay £50 million and to take on the debt for a championship slash potentially League One club 
is a huge, huge gamble. Now, you let, let, let's put it this way: if you if we got if we got relegated this season, um, and had a minus fifteen point deduction in League One, if we take that and, and we're able to rebuild, then maybe it's worth it. But if we take the fifteen million, uh, sorry, we take the fifteen point deduction. We, you're also going to have that potential of being in League Two next year, at the sorry the following season. So this is where a business person's got to look at it and go: Is this is this really worth fifty million? I've got to pay fifty million. I've got to buy the club for essentially then thirty million. I've got to then pay for the stadium loan that's on that for twenty million. Well, but that that's probably even higher now because MSD have been pumping money in and an extra couple of few million to to keep us going to the end of the season. Um, is it worth me taking that risk? Is it worth me spending this money? So for me, someone like the Binnies to come in and say thirty million pound, we'll take a deduction. We know we're going to head to League One potentially. Um, they're risking it now. They're risking it by putting thirty million down now, saying that's why I'm bidding for the club. They are taking a gamble. They could have waited until the end of the season or until it was mathematical certainty that we were down or we were staying up. But they've not. They've come in now and said, right, here we go. Let's get this done. We'll take a risk. We'll take the 15 points next season. Because we're in this for the long term. And this is, this is, this is, this is what I was getting off them when I was speaking to them on the phone, that they were in this for the long term, no matter what league we're in. We didn't matter if in the championship. didn't matter if it were League One. They wanted to own a football club. Um, and that's what they wanted to do. And it, for some, for some people, it, it doesn't matter what league they're in. So for me now, you know, we've heard Mike Ashley's name banded about. You know, we we've seen his um, uh, PA guy come on Sky a few weeks ago. You've got to hope that he's willing to pay the fifty million. Who a lot of people say ah, he should do. He's he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire, but billionaires don't just go flashing around fifty million on on a business that's worth not a great deal. In football, in terms that when you've got when you can't re-sign players at the minute, you can't buy any new players. You've got your biggest asset doesn't belong to you. For him to come in and 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 spend fifty million is. Again, another one that's got to go. Is it worth it? Yeah, I know he made three hundred billion from his Newcastle sale, but he's a he's a rich, rich man, and it depends if he's willing to gamble. Um, another, obviously, another another person, Andy Appleby, has he got the money? Again, it would be somebody that he, he would definitely have to be um, backed by a consortium. I don't think he would have that sort of money himself. Um, so perhaps he could get a, a potential backer. Um, just this isn't this isn't this is a theory of my well this is uh something I've looked at um it, there's no there's no real traction on it I don't think I've I, I've heard it I've had a few people mention it to me but basically there was there was a guy when, when can, if you any of you that were on Twitter you may have seen the Twitter spaces um that that went on, um, save Derby County ones, etc. And there was a there was a there was a there was a Twitter guy in there with a blue tick, which means he's a verified verified person, it's a verified uh, Twitter profile. And it was, 
I think he was Saudi Arabian or something. I, I can't remember now. But anyway, regardless, um, I, I remember I, I was, he was in this space, and you're thinking, what? Why? Why is he in there? What? What's this Saudi Arabian guy doing in in there? Um, and then I had a look at his profile. I click, I click follow. He followed me back. He still follows me now. Um, and then I looked at who else he's following. He was following Derby County official Twitter, Rooney, Davis, quite a few Derby County players. So my head started ticking and stuff like this. Um, then it got mentioned to me that there's a potential that Luciano Zavagno, if you remember him, um, who, you know, he, I don't know, I think he's a, he was working in the MLS last time I had a look. But someone said to me, just mentioned to me, to me that he was, he, he could potentially be helping broker a deal for for Derby County. Um, so I do what I do and I go and message people, um, I message Luciano, I message this, this Saudi Arabian guy. Anyway, it turns out this Saudi Arabian guy is this uber rich prince. And I mean like, he's like the son of the king of Saudi Arabia, something silly like that. And he's worth, I think his family worth is like trillions, um, which is unreal. So I've 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 you those who are regular listeners you'll know my 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 guest who's on a lot Salam I've sent him out to do some digging I'm waiting for him to come back to me. Um, <laughs> come on son I know you're listening I know you like listening to pods I'm calling you out now get yourself and get back to me. Um, anyway, but I, I messaged Luciano about it and basically said look, it's been mentioned to me that you may be helping someone. Uh, is it this Arabian prince? And he literally just messaged me back. Um, I just want what's best for Derby County, which I found strange. It wasn't a yes, it wasn't a no. Um, so maybe there's that, you know, it's really thin. But this is desperate times now, I feel. This is desperate times going for desperate measures. So you never know. Um, it's just a theory, I guess. Um, might be a bad one, might be a good one, but amazing if it happened. But I, I think it would take someone that's who's got more money than sense to, to sort of pay the 50 million um and that but that, that for me that's the way you've got to look at it um i believe chris kirchner's bid i think that was around 40 million and that was sort of rejected or he pulled out or whatever happened there i don't know you know now he's after preston so he, he clearly isn't he clearly isn't somebody that is a is a chancer a tie kicker he clearly is looking to buy a football club um so yeah it Something needs to happen because it does feel like worrying times. Um, and obviously that was highlighted uh, in uh, Wayne Rooney's press conference. So moving on then to Wayne Rooney's uh, press conference uh, post-Bournemouth this afternoon. Um, he started off by saying being on the training pitch with the lads uh, or at match and trying to get three points is a re- release from all the off-field stuff. I think that's an important point to touch on is the fact that this is affecting the players. Um, it's affecting the players. I don't think they're showing it, but it will be. You know, they're not knowing if they're going to be at the, well. Some of them, obviously, a lot of them are out of contract, but a lot of them, or some of them, that are out of contract want to still be here next season. Um, they want to play for this club. They love this club. They like the fans. They like the staff. Um, the coaches. They love being at this club, and you know. Some people say, some people take the view of, oh, well, the footballers are bound to find another club. 
Um, yeah, but that's true. But like it is with your, with, with most people's jobs, you know, but you know, our normal jobs, if we have a job, a career that we like doing, and we've got a job at a place that we like working at, and all of a sudden that was taken away from you for no fault of your own, you, you'd be devastated. Um, you know, and I know, I know some of the staff there, you know, I've spoken to some of the staff and they're in bits in a minute because they, they don't know if they're coming or going. They don't know if they're going to have a job this time next season. They don't know if they're going to have a job this time next week. You know, so the, from what the, the feelings I'm getting when I'm, when I've, when I've spoken to members of staff is it, it's like a family at the, at the club. You know, everybody's there for each other. And everybody's all going through this. And it's it's been tougher on others than it has um, on, on other people. That doesn't make sense. It's been tough. It, you know, some people have found it tougher than others, is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. You know, so uh, they, there is obviously that buzz and everything. As, you know, as footballers do, you know, they go out and play on this pitch. And I think that's what Wayne Rooney's brought to this this squad this season. He's brought in players that want to be here. He's brought players in that know the situation we're in, yet they still want to be here and play football. I look at Phil Jagielka for a start. You know, he was, what, 39 and he, he wanted to be here. Um, <clears throat> and I know he went to Stoke, but there's nothing we could do. He he knew he wasn't going to get another contract here. He wanted to continue his career. And he's gone, Graham Shinney, another one. Obviously, he, he was due to be out of contract in the season anyway. But he, you know, from what I've heard, you know, in what you know, if you listen to, I think it was Curtis Davis on TalkSport, shortly after he left, he was crying because he didn't want to go because he loves his club. So all this off stuff, off the, you know, off the field stuff, it's not just affecting fans, it's affecting players and the staff as well. Um, but yeah, they, um, you know, he wants to, he basically goes on to say that he's, uh, you folks, he, he, he they go out there. They've just, they just, they get their chance then to focus on the game, um, and, and go for the win. Um, goes on to go. We're beating Bournemouth already. Um, we're not heading. We're not heading there looking for a point. I know we can cause problems. So he's going there for the win, which is good. If you listen, to, I don't want to do too much about the Bournemouth game because obviously, if you listen to my podcast I did two days ago, um, it's on there. So there's no need to go over that again. Uh, be tough for the. It'll be tough for the uh, tough, and the players will have to work for each other. But I want them to enjoy it. <clears throat> goes on to speak about the first goal of the weekend. Um, so it's the best team they've gone and scored that they've seen. Sorry, uh, that he's seen since he's been here. Um, something they've worked on the training ground, and then goes on to praise uh, Ravel Morrison. But one other thing that he sort of did mention was the uncertainty about next season, this administration period. Um, so basically then, as daft as it sounds, you know, he's basically said that they had a staff meeting on Tuesday, there isn't a preferred bidder, is what we've said, which obviously we know. <clears throat> there could be one in four or five days he might hear something, which we've been there, seen it, heard it all before. And yeah, we know what's happened. Um, but then it brought into reality that it should have been sorted months ago because now what will happen is um, it, it, it takes around 12 months 12 months 12 weeks once the preferred bid is announced to exit administration to to start planning 
which takes us into pre-season next season. They won't have kit. They won't have training kit. You know, and this 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 is the this is the reality. Um, he said they said the club's in a critical position at the minute. That's something you do not really want to hear. But I suppose you need to hear it because Wayne Rooney, for me, is about the only person that is actually t- saying <clears throat> the the full truth that he understands it to be. He's not being around the bush. He never has. He's called out Quantuma for selling players after telling him that <laughs> no players will need to be sold. He's showing his frustrations now. And he's right. We might have a kit next season. We might play in, 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 in this season's kit. Will we have a sponsor? No one's going to sponsor a, 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 a team that's got, you know, well, a team that could potentially be... Are, they, are we going to get sponsors for, you know, for a team that could potentially be liquidated? You know, someone's got to put money into our club. Here you go, we'll pay you this much. Bang, you're gone in two months, three months' time. I don't see how, how, how they're going to do that. Our Umbra is still going to make the kit and, and provide us with a kit. We have to pay for that. Can't pay for that. You know, tr- the training wear this year, we all know the training The training wear, wear was, was late. Um, so, again, he can't plan. He can't re-sign players. He, you know, all these players that are out of contract, can't re-sign them. Can't do anything like that. Can't even begin to look at talking to other players to try and bulk the squad out for next season because he doesn't know if there's going to be a transfer embargo. He doesn't know if he's going to have a budget. He doesn't know any any of this, and this is the this this is facts coming from the manager's mouth, which is very concerning for me. You hear you hear stories, you hear press releases. Um, you know, we were all buzzing when obviously we heard that Mike actually was actually um, wanting to, well, it is interesting in buying the club. We finally got um, an accurate report of that from, well, essentially from the, the horse's mouth. But we've not heard anything since, which is fair enough. Obviously, there's NDA has been signed, there's only sort of certain things that can be spoken about. And. For your manager to come out and say he's concerned, it it puts worry, it puts fear into my my mind that this club could again I said it before earlier in the show that this club could be no longer available, and you know that that with as well with and the binnies um, obviously coming out and saying that. Their offer had been rejected, and that the administrators weren't talking to them unless they up their bid. Sort of really hit home. Really, sort of got me angry in a way. That this club, that I love, you love, we all love, could no longer be there. Um. And I'm, I'm sort of lost for words in what to say. You know, I, I, those again, those of you that are regular listeners will know how much, how many podcasts I've done on failed takeovers, the shake, Eric Alonso. You know, 
and it's just been dry. I never, you know, Mal Morris seemed to, you know, say that the administration, if you put the club into administration, it, it, it'd be easier to sell. No, it'd be easier for him, it, it, is what it was. And I go back to the stadium again. That 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 is for me the the crux of all this. That 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 is the main part in this. You know, I I think a bidder would come in and go, "Yep, son, I love that. I love that. I love, you know, I, and I'll get this. This this is a club that's in administration. Of course, it's got this much debt. I'm happy to pay that. That's fine. I'm happy to sort out uh, a, a repayment, get a repayment plan. But one thing I'm not happy about is then having to pay for the stadium on top." Which has got a which has got a loan uh, secured against it. That didn't need to be really essentially was only taken out of the club, so that the club wouldn't face a points deduction. Yeah, we've been lumbered with twenty one points, so it really didn't do a great deal of good anyway, did it? You might as well have taken the hit then. You might as well have done. We can go on to obviously the AFL and all that stuff, but it's pointless. There's only one man to blame for this, and we know who it is. It's former owner, it's Mel Morris. Now, I, I, I basically tweeted out something just before I put this podcast. I thought, I need to say more, so that's why I'm doing a podcast. But some people have suggested, you know, I basically said that Mel should gift the stadium back to the club. Gift the stadium, pay the 20 mil to MSD, or whatever it is now. You know, um, that that for me is is the only way I see our, is the only way I see our club survive if that happens. And people keep on, I keep on hearing. You know, see, I've seen a few people comment on the post saying, "Oh, what if Mel becomes the hero out of this and gifts the stadium back, pays off the MSD loan?" You know, because there was a lot of there was a few that came out of the woodwork when he said he'd take on the borough claim. Interestingly enough, that, that's gone quiet now. I doubt we'll ever hear about that again, maybe when it's over and done with. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't... It You know, and people are saying it. What, what if he tries to become the hero out of this and goes, oh, yeah, I'll give the stadium back. Or, goes, I'll buy him out of admin. Well, that would be strange, wouldn't it? And the thing is, he would pass the EFL's owner and director's test. Apparently you can put you can put a club into administration but still pass the test. Strange that. So what he would have done then is come full circle and gone and I'll put you into administration, I'm sorry, but look, I've bought you out of it now. There is no way I would want that per that, that man near our club again. He's basically just got a free ride, hasn't he? He's gone, oh well I've at least I've half my old Quartered or whatever he has, you know, his debts. They, they, they've, I've had to pay a few back, but yeah, it's not as much as I, I would have had to pay. When you're not paying, send your ambulance. When you're not paying local businesses, local Derby businesses, the community suffers. He's just walked away. He's walked away, you know. You don't, I don't understand it if it, you know, if you're not paid HMRC, you're not paid a few. Footballers, you know, footballing transfer fees or things like that. But to fail paying businesses, the st- the one that shocks me, there was a building firm on the on the list. I can't remember who it was, but they they kitted out a new office by the looks of things, and he didn't even pay them. He didn't even pay them. You got to think these are these are businesses. These are, you know, I, I work in I now work in the in the sort of 
building trade, yeah, fitting windows. And you you have to, you don't get paid until you've completed the job. You know, it's the way, it's the way it works, unfortunately. Um, you know, you, you, you give a quote to the customer, yep, do that. You do all the work, it's spot on, you get paid. It's simple as, and to not, to turn around after someone's put all that hard work, that effort, time, to not pay them, it, it, it's criminal. And it goes back to what the bidding said. The wrong people are being punished. It's the fans, the players, the, the staff. They're the ones that are getting the brunt of this. Yeah, of course you're going to get the 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 um, the supporters that you know of different clubs that are loving it. Of course you are. That's football banter in it essentially. There is a few idiots that believe it, but. Some people, some some Derby fans, probably you know, if it not been our situation, I, I I do personally think that some Derby fans would have been the same. It had this been to Forest or somebody like that. But we are the ones that are suffering. And even if Mel Morris did decide to come back and say, right, you can have the stadium, I'll take, I'll pay off some of the debts as well, so you, it's now an easier club to sell. He still won't be a hero. Not, not, not for me. He wouldn't be that hero that saved the club. He would be someone that basically paid back his, his, his paid what he owed. That's all he would be. He would never be a hero. This, this whole situation's uh, affected the the mental health of of a heck of a lot of people. And I think this is why I've sort of pulled away from, um, from doing doing writing podcasts or writing blogs about it because. It affects people, but it's affecting me now, you know. And I, I, I lo- you know, I love this club. You know, this no matter what I'm doing on a Saturday, it, it, you know, or choosing art, Wednesday night, Derby are playing. I'm at the game. I'm listening to the radio. I'm watching on the telly. It doesn't matter. My missus knows that. She knows three o'clock Saturday. I, I'm not. I'm not there. She knows. She accepts it. I don't think she likes it. <laughs> She's not a massive football fan. But she knows that that two hours, three, four hours, that's my time. That, that, that That's the time that I have where I'm doing something that I like, that I enjoy, that brings me happiness, that brings me joy, um, messes with me emotions. You know, but it, it's that release. She knows that. And it's the same for so many of us. You know, so I, I think... It's one of them where it's gone so quiet, so so quiet recently. You know, I know I know people have been messaging me saying, "Do you know anything? What's going off?" I, I've literally had nothing. You know, even even people that are sometimes get information off, even they get they're getting nothing. So then, for this to come out, for the Binnies to come out and say what they've said, for Rooney to come out and say what he said and express his concerns. It's just sort of brought it all back again, um, you know. But so I, I just generally hope it, what would be nice is on, if it's on uh, on Saturday we managed to get a uh, a win against Bournemouth away from home, third third away victory of the season, and and Reading get beaten by a Forest. That'd be the only time I want Forest to win. If they beat Reading, then we become two points, and then you can you go to Blackburn and you think, oh my goodness me. Imagine, 
Because I, I, I think if we can get out of that bottom three, I think we could stay out of it. I, I genuinely think we could stay out of that bottom three. If we get out of it, if we just, you know, get, get the little, you know, get like one foot onto that fourth, fourth from bottom spot, I think we, we stay there. And I think, I think we could, I think Barnsley and Peterborough, I just, it's, I think Peterborough may. I just, I just don't. I just don't think either team's good enough. And you could tell there would be, had we not had a points deduction, had Reading not had a points deduction. You know, you're looking at Hull, then next, and I think they'd be on what. I think they'd be about ten, 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 ten or more points clear, from from Peterborough and and, and Barnsley. It just goes to show that they are poor teams at the minute, but. You know they 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 will fight. You know they know there is this hope with Reading failing. They know there's there's another place up for grabs. Um, so it would be nice this weekend if we can just get that win on the pitch again. Because like, as Rooney said, you know it's it's one of them where it it takes that release that release from all the off field stuff, and it is for us fans as well. You know when we get a win, all we're doing is is we we just talk about the result for a week. Um. You know, we don't. We we seem to forget that we're administration because we're still buzzing from the win. So we go again on Saturday. Um, everybody, if who's going, have have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, Ron and Rams, and it's uh, see if we can bring back three points. But anyway, guys, that's me done. I thought I'd just give a, a reaction podcast. It's a bit longer than I actually thought it was going to be, but hey. That's what happens when I do these these shows. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, again. As always, thank you for tuning in. Um, remember to like, share, follow me on Twitter, The Rams Writer, Facebook, Rams Writer Podcast, Instagram, The Rams Writer Podcast, and TikTok, The Rams Writer Podcast. Anyway, guys, um, that's me done. I shall see you next time. Take care. And as always, come on, Derby. Hello, and welcome to The Rams Writer Podcast. I'm your host, Simon. Um, so, as discussed uh, in my previous show, um, I thought that there may be an issue with the stadium um, as to why we're not been able to take uh, sell the club. Um, and two articles have come out this week: one from the Daily Mail, one from the uh, the, the the Telegraph. To uh, that sort of backs up my account, so you know, I think I think I think it's a good thing to talk about. <laughs>